0: Kenny, Imafodon, my guy. Thank you for coming. Um, Pleasure, bro. Welcome to Not Your Everyday Podcast, where we talk about growth moments, uh, the moments you level up, decide to um, be better and do better. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, we've been, uh, been friends for a while now, and I've, I've seen you you know, go from strength to strength. And uh, I am excited to, for you to share your story uh, on the platform, and also just inspire people, um, whoever's listening. Um, and I'm going to let you do the intros of who you are and what you do. Um, but I just want to say thank you for, for coming on the show. Um, and thank um, you. Thank to you. It. Cool. So I do this with all my guests. Um, in one minute, tell me your life story.
1: Take summary. One yes. minute. That's one minute. Yes. cool. Let's. Let's no, make magic, let's try. Alright,
0: let's make magic.
1: magic. Let, me, let me reset this okay, clock. Yeah, reset the clock. <laughs> A normal, right, normal. 3, two, 1 right. and then we'll go. 3, 2, 1, go. Cool. My name is Kenny Mathedon. I'm born and raised in Peckham. I live with my little brother called George. My parents come from Nigeria and in terms of my life stories, so I've grown up at, at Peckham all my life. Done very well in school. let school, 12 GCSEs. Study philosophy, politics, economics and history went to jail Joe enterprise when i was 18 just when i turned 18 came out and told my friends they got life you on my case i came out um worked on a crazy report called the kenny report done three reports left with a three-year degree in law and then yeah the rest is history now i sit on the board of children in need other charities a chair of one called city gateway and i run an agency called Clever research and yeah and i've met a lot of amazing people across the world yeah that's that's that's, that's that works
0: excellent 45 seconds okay, like
1: 15 <laughs>
0: seconds left <laughs> all right no we can stop there because now we can go into a bit more the detail uh, so people know a bit, bit more about your uh, a s- a summary of about your highlights there can you explain just for those who don't know what do you do day to day and what what uh boards and trustees uh positions you you currently hold yeah
1: that's cool so in terms of day-to-day so i run a research company as you know clavier research which does research, as the name suggests, as well as strategy work. So we more or less focus on gathering culturally informed insight from diverse audiences. So all that basically means is that we do our best to speak to people who are not usually engaging in in the research process. Mm -hmm. So that's our main day to day. And then on terms of the board, so I sit on the board of BBC Children in Need, Strength Within Me, which does work with children who have grown up in homes and where domestic violence is present, um, Spark Inside, where i'm a trustee i've been on there for about two years as well as city gateway where i'm the chair of so which is actually not too far from here so yeah so those are like the four main and then i'm also on the advisory board for pair power which does um work in the criminal justice space and the queen's commonwealth trust
0: amazing so how did you get into all those different positions um you know i know you've been doing it for the last couple of years so how did it start and like what's the responsibility how do you How do you, yeah?
1: Yeah, so in terms of like the board stuff, so that was, I started out when I was 19. So the first board I went on was British Youth Council. So I started that when I was 19. And then I just not really stopped. I just have been on different boards, but obviously on every board I've done like three years or longer. And so yeah, just that's, but for me, I was just, I guess I was blessed and fortunate to start from young and just learn the game from early. Now I'm 27, so it's been a long while.
0: So you the the lo- the most recent one which one was that that was in was it March April something
1: Oh um oh the chair, so you get with yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's recent so I was already on the board I just got um what do you call it elected as chair after
0: And um, what does that mean for people who don't understand the difference S- So the chair of the board just basically
1: board. means that I just lead the board of trustees for in terms of the of the whole charity so we are basically there to ensure that the mission is actually fulfilled we don't deal with the day to day we more or less set the we more or less like ensure that the strategy is being fulfilled and set that vision and, and strategy for the rest of the organisation. But we don't do nothing of the day to day. Yeah, we so don't get involved in that.
0: So just give a sense of the scale or the size of that organisation.
1: As a city, get, as a, some the city gateway is around two to three million um, pounds organisation, and um, mainly working in East London. So now we're based um, near East India Docks. That's where we have got office space near there. Um, yeah, we're working with young young people women and their families helping them to get into education or training or some form of employment. Yeah. Obviously in terms of the children need obviously that obviously we'll be will be well more known. That's we give around forty to sixty million a year in terms of to support charities. I think we support around three thousand charities um, across the UK in terms of providing them with funding. Mm.
0: So so are you are you one of the youngest on the boards?
1: Yeah, for for all of them yeah
0: yeah and how does it feel like to be uh on the board with such senior people and senior positions and you you coming in uh with less experience than those who are already on it's the a, board so that's
1: interesting they say less experience i feel like because i've done it for a while now sometimes i'm actually more experienced than some other people so it's been in the beginning it will been very different but actually mm. a lot of people who are joining boards now in their 40s and 50s so even at the board i sit on now i probably have the longest board experience on one of them it's actually it's a like the board game is a whole different board game it's not about professional life it's actually right. understanding governance which a lot of people don't have mm. experience mm-hmm. of if you understand what i mean yes. yeah so that's yeah but it's definitely in being young, it doesn't actually it doesn't phase me to be honest it's like i've just got used to obviously at first it's weird right because you're like you're in these rooms and you have this um sense of power and privilege now that you now have however it's like you're talking to people or people are having to kind of really take what you say on board. These people could be your parents. I mean, they could be your mum or dad. Mm-hmm. But, also, but I've overcome that now. Um, it's, it's, um, what they took in this book, was it called? Um, the Magic of Thinking Big. I love that uh, book. Talk about, yes, this whole thing of like, if you are doing things very well and you're being successful, you should be comfortable with people who are older than you, working for you or anything else. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always taken that on board.
0: And would you encourage people to Young people mm-hmm. to to go on boards, and if if so, what are the practical steps to do that?
1: Yeah, I would encourage everybody, young people, older people, or particularly young people, just because a lot of boards. I think when you look at the makeup of most boards, I think under the age of I think thirty, less than three percent, particularly on charity boards, are under the age of thirty, and under between eighty to twenty four, I think is zero point five percent. So it's, it's it's crazy that the the lack of representation so I definitely encourage people in terms of board roles you just have to keep your eyes open you have to subscribe to newsletters and look at platforms where they share these board opportunities and like I feel like you actually have to be alive to it and be proactive and also like make it known to people that you want to do this if you are on those particular networks where you can do that people can come to you with stuff but there's definitely sites that people can go on and just be looking at Okay, does this work for me, doesn't it? Obviously, it's very hard to do. It's not easy as well, right? So you need, I guess, you if you do know someone else who's on the board, you maybe you might want to ask them to mentor you and help you with your application. And, mm. But definitely, you can read up about it. There's a lot of material from like the Charity Commission, um, Association of Chairs. There's a lot of different websites to go into that you can learn more.
0: Yeah. So what achievements are you most proud of? Yeah.
1: So the first one I would say is in terms of securing my first work experience, which I secured off my own back in City Hall with um, Valerie Shokros, who was um, an assembly member at the time in Greater London Authority. So that's that building that people can see in Tooley Street where the Mayor of London is. So yeah, that that for me, I think I secured that when I was 17, that was like a big deal, right? just being in that space. Cause, yeah. I'd say that, um, the Kenner reports, I feel like doing that was definitely brilliant, it's just like, yeah, just glad I just made it happen. What was it there? Um, what was it? F- getting my, yeah, getting the scholarship to go to uni for years through the Amos bursary. Definitely, that was big. Like. Particularly for me is that when you had like scholarship, tuition fees, that's what you see in American movies, you know what I mean? Mm. That one <laughs> black guy that gets. Yes. So like seeing that, it was, that I could actually do that, that was like, amazing. And then yes. I guess it's not necessarily me, it's not what I'm proud of, it's not necessarily me, but I would say like the fact of personally like my brother, how he's, I feel like this is what I mean about when we talk about like social capital and building that how like I got my scholarship and my brother got um, a scholarship as well and he got like I don't know six others he ended up getting six seven so for me it was like actually just the importance of just like when you do things and how that could just become normalized mm. like because and I really feel like just being a catalyst for that I'm definitely like proud of, the, of, of that and then I guess also just giving my mum peace right I feel like yeah she's definitely she's definitely had the ups and downs particularly with me, and um yeah, the fact that she can now just live her life freely and this all oh sweet, she's got no headache, no nothing for me, I'm definitely proud like she's yeah no really good man.
0: How do you define success in your life?
1: Mm. That's good for me, I would definitely um, okay. I, can, I was thinking of i got like two definitions but I,
0: you gave you gave me one really good one but i'll tell you, you that were, when you, no, i'll it? tell you that's that the, when you tell, when you tell uh, me well okay. tell me the one that you told me uh if you don't if you don't remember yeah, that I'll yeah go, yeah you tell me that No, 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 i'll you. wait for your response, response. <laughs> okay,
1: did I, i'm going to say yeah living life on your own terms that's it yeah for me that's what i would say like that's that's yeah and that for me is i would say there's a barometer Success is definitely based on that.
0: So what, what do you mean by living life on your own terms as sort of that makes you feel successful? Um,
1: so I feel like in terms of just like, how much of what you're doing in your life and how you're spending your time represents the things you actually like want to be doing. I and mean, when I say that, obviously the things you should be doing in life that you may not like to do. Mm. I mean, that's, that comes with the, that's just life. But in terms of like, for me personally, it's like the work that I'm doing, I actually love to do that. Like there's so much opportunity, freedom and things that i can do like i don't feel locked into anything like i'm committed to various things but i don't feel like yeah caved in by anything like i yeah i feel, feel free man there's so much opportunities
0: yeah um and i totally agree with that and that's once you said that to me that was been my mantra that when um, when am i able to if i feel like i'm living life on my own terms going on holiday when i want to i'm, I'm working at the companies that i want to work for you know i'm spending time with the people that i want to then i feel successful i feel like okay, it's, it's even, even, like, even this like, you're now, it's like this
1: podcast yeah. you are doing. now, that there's something that you really wanted to do and like you're doing it right and that's that's it really, it's not like for me it's all a, and i feel like i prefer that definition because it's mm-hmm. about you
0: okay so we're going to move on to um your lowest moment um and
1: is it moments or moment? Moments. Okay, moments. Okay. Yeah. Go. Let's 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 Morning give them
0: one. that. Yeah. Let's give them the yeah, real. Because yeah. again, it's growth moments. I'm trying to. But fu- like I brought you on specifically because you've got a transformational story in many different areas of yeah. your life, and I really want people to understand how they can turn their life around. Because you know, it's when you when you, you're when you feel like you have no choice, when mm-hmm. you feel like you need a helping hand, or you need a savior, or you need hope, but you you don't have it. You don't like you were in those positions and you were able to turn your life around and i want to show that it's real basically so any of those any situations let, let's you know you can start from wherever you want but um yeah just t- talk to me about your lowest moments and how did you overcome them
1: yeah so i think so remember I, I i'll give three just for the sake of it I and mean, three's always good <laughs> um so i definitely say so once obviously when i like I, when i gave my one minute summary is yeah well 45 seconds i think, <laughs> record but um so yes. when i get <laughs> so, so the summary i feel like so for me definitely going to prison under joint enterprise when i was just turned 18 may the 7th 2011 Then obviously two days after um being put into or being sent to prison more or less so for me i would definitely say that was definitely the lowest moment um mainly one like just going to prison then also going to prison for a murder and six other charges for me, it was just like I mean, just a rock bottom moment because that's just not what I was expecting for myself or what anyone was expecting of me either. So I would say that for me has definitely been a low moment. Yeah, yeah, guarantee that it's the the biggest one. The rest of them, I mean, they're, that's they're terrible, but it's not not like that where actually you could be spending the next 30 years of your life in I mean within those four walls. That's yeah, that's crazy.
0: So to talk to us about what happened, how did you find yourself in that situation, how did you survive and turn it around?
1: Uh, I'm definitely going to give the short version. Okay,
0: <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only
1: saying that more just because of, um, so it turns out what happened, so there there's a murder that happened in my area, um, so two of my close friends, they got arrested for it, um, and then another two, a couple of months later, then I got arrested and charged for under Joe Enterprise. Um, two days after turning 18 myself. So at the time I was in college studying philosophy, politics, economics and history. I was ready to go to uni um, to study PP, philosophy, politics, economics. Mm. And this is the year before like the government were going to change it from three grand to nine grand. That was like the last year to get in. So I'm thinking, I mean, this is definitely not brilliant timing. No. But obviously so the case, obviously I got sent to Felton prison. And then you know, so I spent six months on remand, but obviously during that six months, it was like I was really doing my A-Levels and I had to stop but I literally fought to do my A-Levels in prison then I was the first person to do my A-Levels in Fulton in Prison um, and even when I was doing that, that was even crazy because I guess not just being the first person but how much resistance I got just trying to do my A-Levels And but happily you know, I had a real advocate in there, a woman called Joanne Hudson who really supported me to make sure like, I push through with this and, and get it done so I'm definitely grateful but I would say yeah, for me, like spending 24 hours a day, I mean, in a cell, this is like, I mean, that's that's crazy, like day in, day out, and not knowing, obviously, hoping and praying that obviously you come out, but you just don't ever really know, right? You see miscarriages of justice all the time, so you never know. I mean, that was definitely like a low moment for me, and obviously just putting my my family in that situation, obviously, and yeah, it's it's just not it's not the place you wanna be. I mean, you, 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 who wants to be in prison?
0: so why was it a justice, and how did you overcome it
1: no i'm saying that so i, I was acquitted like halfway during the trial and um, by the judge because to be honest there was, there was no nothing no substantial evidence or anything really against me that's the honest truth like so that whole case dropped like halfway during the trial No, that's and that, not normal isn't it no nah, definitely not mm. definitely not so yeah so yeah that, that was definitely uh, crazy, definitely. When you talk about m- low moments, 100%. And uh, I still remember that like yesterday, and that was when I was 18. That's almost like 10 years ago.
0: Mm. And um what did that experience teach you?
1: it terms of when you talk about lessons learned, I guess one, definitely the importance of life, right? Because actually, so much, you realize how much things are just vanity and meaningless. That's the honest truth. Because when you're in there, you don't care about so much things, you just really care about the things that are important, whether that's the people that. Genuinely care about you, um, your family, your loved ones. There's a lot of desires that people pursue out here that you don't, you don't really, you don't care about. Mm. And and I feel like for me, that it definitely taught me just how much things are just vanity that people are pursuing. Even me myself, have been guilty of pursuing and and kind of like idolizing and actually like I don't need to. And I also feel like that whole sense of being able to overcome everything I did overcome then. It's obviously built me to be the person I am today, right? Because if I feel like I can win a battle like that, what else? I mean, it's... It, it, yeah, it's not I it's not like I wish that happened to me, but the fact that it has happened to me, I've come out this way, is turned me into a whole different type of person. How I see life is totally different, right? I feel like I've got a second chance at life. Whereas, I mean, people don't feel that unless they, are alone and they die, and they come back. Do you know I mean? So it's a, it's a whole different way to live. So, my seriousness of life and how much i value it i want to enjoy it it's going to be very different just because of the depths that i've been to and how low that low has been
0: mm. and, and talk to me about why you started the kenny report because that was right yeah, after yeah, right you right. came out so what made you think you know a young guy yes. just out of prison you know wrongfully convicted yeah. you know could write a report that got you know uh, spoken about in parliament it got published it was in the UK. it was in the newspapers yeah. you know how did you ta- talk to us about that whole so, thing? so in terms of the
1: report so ironically so what actually inspired me i actually had a mentor jonathan toy who before i went to prison like uh, um, on remand he was he basically done his own report which which he'd done like in the council and obviously like the whole Office really picked it up and like they were really like trying to work with him and he was doing a lot of advisory work and I, and obviously he put, took me under his wing and really sh- like just showed me that whole game and I thought right I should just try and do this myself as well like but um not take a different approach to what he's taken. but mm-hmm. you now take the similar approach to writing a report but take it like a different salon and style and that was really it right so that inspiration really from him and then seeing actually a lot of decision makers that's how they are influenced through reports not like through a sick movie or entertainment. <laughs> I think a lot of times when you're young as well, obviously like we're very big on being creative. Like a report is not necessarily the most creative thing. However, mm. it is a way of how you can influence those who do make important decisions. Mm. And that's what really got me involved in that space. Cause obviously I could have thought, let me do a sick movie. And mm. yeah, honestly I learned so much doing that. And through doing that, I met so much amazing people. Do you know what I mean? Even my first report, I got to like um, interview, obviously Sadiq Khan, is the mayor of London, but that time it was just like an MP. Um, I mean, people like uh, Lura Logan, who was started film on him on Small Axe last week. Like, all these people, like, when you think about where they are today, these are people I was able to interview during my time on my first report. And what was the report about? So the first one was about how does politics and economics affect gangs and social violence across the UK, and then the second one was about is politics for young people looking at the political landscape and the, rep- the lack of representation of young people and how much. Influence that we don't have but that we should have given our proportion in the society and everything else The third one was just that was different that one. I was the editor and I brought in 24 other authors and um, he wrote different who wrote on various different areas of like That can't that I mean that young people are affected um, by so that of like this talked about criminal justice employment education the whole lot
0: mm. You, there were two low, two other low moments. Uh, two, yeah. yeah. So, so, so
1: to give two. So one, I would say another one. So another one. I'll say, yeah. So business-wise as well. So obviously our business has like done very well and is this year has been like a brilliant year despite obviously the the context we're in. But I would say definitely like yeah, running a business we've definitely had, had our highs and lows and the lows to the point of where there's literally like nothing, as in the goodness, a few pounds left in terms of when that's actually yours, and for me like being at that point and still being able to like bounce back mm. for me has also taught me so much about resilience and we got to that point a couple years back so when like i don't know like covid came lockdown and pipelines got missing everything else we had that resilience in our dna already that we've, we've been here this wasn't even as hard as the last time because that like, we've been there now we've got like a brand you've got so it's just, um, I'll definitely say that low moment of getting, uh, literally to a few pounds. Do you know what I mean, after doing so well, that was definitely crazy, and that was definitely. But like I said, the the bounce back and how that also helped us, like when how this year has planned out right in the beginning, has been amazing in terms of our resilience and adaptability. Mm.
0: So how do you do, how do you deal with the haters? How do you deal with with negative people, with the jealousy that some people have of your success, of your uh, just the uh, the type of people that you know, the yeah, access yeah. that you have? How do you deal with that?
1: That's fine. This, this answer is gonna sound so like uh, blousey and gonna typical say you don't care, me. <laughs> like, I don't care, though. That, that, that's the same thing. Like, you know, like come back to that when we talked about, like success, about living life on your own terms. Yeah. It also means that you're living free. Um, from the opinion of others in order mm. to do that and I feel like as part of that you have to get accustomed to people are always going to have a position um in terms about what they think of you right mm. and for me it's like all I can do mm. is just try my best continue to examine my motivations behind why I do particular things and but at the same time it's like like I'm just I'm just just trying to serve and just do my thing it's not like but like I said, I already know I'm not gonna please everybody. Mm. You know I mean, for one thing, I do some might think that's arrogant, or some might think it's easy for you to say. Mm. Like, there's there's so much things that people can say. But I already know it's that like you have to go into this game knowing that you are not gonna please everybody. And I think it's different. And I, and I, when I took my emotional intelligence test, I, I saw it. My people pleasing is actually so low. That's why I can genuinely say it makes sense why I don't because I'm not there to please you. I wanna. I want people to be happy mm. I want to serve people I'm not there to please people and try and make everyone else happy but not myself mm. and and I feel like that but with the haters I feel like at the same time it's look man if, if anyone's hating that just means you're insecure about yourself you've got your own things to do and it's like hey yeah, man and honestly I'm doing for the people who love me and care Like even people say yeah do for the haters are you doing it for the haters? that means you're feeding off so you ain't got no haters you can't do what you're doing <laughs> that's, that's essentially what it means yeah, whereas yeah. for me have a real life offline and if you're gonna get any constructive criticism let it be from people who actually know you Mm. I mean that those are the views and opinions that I actually genuinely care about
0: Mm. so um, faith is obviously a big part of your life being a Christian how has that impacted your journey in life whether it's entrepreneur um, or just your walk in life
1: yeah so for me like faith has definitely been big in terms of just my own like character development journey but even in terms of like when you talk about entrepreneur life 100 percent, i've definitely i've had to have faith in god that yeah something is gonna fall through and, and mm-hmm. come through and like even i was having a conversation with burphy earlier today my business partner even talking about like a new hire that we need to make he was like i right, make sure this is a like rational decision not like a <laughs> faith-based one and obviously he's just based on that because he's like look i know you like to do things out of faith mm-hmm. and for me it's also like I just really try to put in practice in everything I do, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's um, in my professional life or personal life, and it does like enable me in terms of having that compass in relation to know like how how should I live my life, and it also allows me to know the what's the word like to have guidance just on that journey of like of living life on my own terms, but still not trying to be God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to live my life on my own terms within this framework and yeah, th- that, that's how I'd say. Is, but it's definitely has been, uh, I feel like the walking journals is, is never easy. I mean, anyone that goes and advertise that, I do mm. I feel like actually it's definitely been one of struggles, um, trials, temptations, distractions, left, right and centre. However, at the same time, it has been one where I've learned the beauty of grace, um, and because I've experienced it, it also allows me to and helps me to be able to offer that to others as well which I think for me is very important to not I mean, and also just to show others' love and that's actually for me a very important not just to people who love me but just to show it to people in general it's, mm. it's definitely changed a lot about me like the Kenny of 2020 you know, do you know what I mean? there's a whole different Kenny kind of Kenny in 2010 I was like, mm. two completely different people in terms of just my attitude, mindset and just the heart that I've got now for people compared to them
0: Mm. No one no, tell us something that nobody knows about you.
1: And that's something that people don't know. Actually, yeah, talking about faith. So in terms of my faith journey, one of the things which I did do actually, I, I did actually go in a um like a faith based leadership course. This is about two years ago. Yeah, that, that's actually something that um that I did I actually I actually really enjoyed. Something very different to what I thought I would've ever do if i were in a leadership course but actually i feel like it was very important particularly on my own personal journey mm. to do that because actually it's important for me to know that like, how can i still maintain being a leader but not losing those principles mm. you know, which i called to my face so i feel like that that's enough that people don't know but this is also the importance of why you should do things right and do it for yourself i did not do that then go out publicizing it's just something which i just did because was important to me and my own journey I mean I didn't do it so I can now get this job or do whatever just Mm. like a personal personal investment
0: yeah
1: talk about personal investment another thing I would say like I've definitely spent over like 10k easily on like my own personal development Mm. easy
0: Mm. so talk to us about people who are entrepreneurs who want to be entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs Mm. um what advice like just talk about your experience being an entrepreneur and how you found it, running your own business?
1: Yes. So I think entrepreneurship for me has been definitely a fascinating journey. I feel like there's a lot that I've come to learn only by being in it. Um, I think it's definitely an over glamorized and sensationalized route for people to take. I think a lot of people do not have a real true sense of actually the amount of risk that you're taking on mm. and the difficulty. And actually the challenge and I think that's actually underestimated like even when I tell people do you know how hard it is for you just to raise your salary now that you're making by yourself through selling your own product or service like most people can't do that even when you look at the research like 75% of entrepreneurs I believe um, uh, they have no team and like it's very hard to build a business something sustainable and trying to live and that's a lot of uh, and for me it's really learning in terms of like what it really takes to build something. Not what does it take to look after myself and make money. Because mm. for me that's just glorified contracting. That's not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship for me is very much it's a yes, yeah, it's, it's a different type of spirit and it's not really about it's not really about you. It's about how do we get we to places and I think a lot of times entrepreneurship can be painted, like I said, as this glamorous thing that is it's really not nice. for me it's definitely been an up and down journey. Like I said before, one of my low moments has been dream entrepreneurship entrepreneurial journey right in terms of it's one thing to make make money It's one thing to lose money um it's another thing in terms of when you have those dry spells where it's really dry like so hard and you're thinking where's this where's this next like where's this next check gonna come from mm. and actually then for me it's about how do you still maintain your nerves during those moments and uh, i feel like it's yeah you definitely need a a, 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 a strong support base and a team and it's really about at the same time making sure you don't begin to idolize what you're building as well at the same time Mm. and for me a big part of the journey has been learning and I've learned that way more through the tough times actually that I'm so glad to know that my self-worth is not in any business that I have or that I'm involved in in any way shape or form Mm. and I think it becomes very dangerous when you build stuff and you start it's part becomes part of your identity in that way then I mean, once your ego gets consumed by it and it starts to be a reflection of you in that way, you're in a very dangerous place mm. as an entrepreneur, 100%. Because for me, like, if business goes and it goes bust, I can't now be depressed as a result of it. Mm. I mean, I'll be sad, I'll be upset, I'm not going to say I'm going to be over the moon. <laughs> but at the same time, my self worth and it's not caught up in it. And actually, being an entrepreneur has, has forced me in many ways to really I would say like grow in terms of my own discipline and everything else because now you got to do a lot of things yourself yeah. a lot of times people say like oh yeah but you work for yourself but people forget actually no actually we work for all these clients <laughs> yeah. so like a lot of people you just report to one manager one thing we've got to report to all these people and you've got to manage all these relationships it's mm-hmm. like you're at KPMG you understand like the partner system you're basically doing that without having all those years of experience and everything yeah. else just going to jump straight into that that's a hard game yes very hard and so for me it's that like i'm still just learning things now i'm putting into practice like i'm still building that track record so i feel like there's it's definitely a patient game 100 percent. it's not i see everyone obviously would tell you some people will see stuff and they'll be like i oh, look at this person that done this like you're naming real outliers like everybody mm-hmm. is patient and you don't want as an entrepreneur for your business to be growing faster than you. Your own personal discipline, mm-hmm. your character, how you live your own life is so important. Like if you don't have to manage money personally for yourself, it's going to show in your business and how you spend and how you just throw cash and do whatever. It's it's taught me so much. I've I now got to love numbers and Excel sheets. I didn't to like that stuff at all before. But now, nah, I've you've you got to learn this. And I feel like it's the attitude of humility of how much you don't know, you're now going to know and how much hard work there is that goes behind it that people never see
0: mm. Your business is about contracts like yeah. you, you, that's how you make revenue through contracts
1: yeah. how do
0: you win your contracts and how do you keep your business staying afloat
1: that's a good question so in terms of contracts a lot of our businesses word of mouth so it comes directly through recommendation and but in terms of winning them obviously at the same time you have to build those relationships and you also have to be very clear in terms of where you can add value For that client right Mm. whether that's through our research capacity or strategy capacity and i and for us that has been the key thing but it's not just about winning the contract it's also about how much like can you gain from this contract right and a big part of entrepreneur journey for me as well has been the importance of knowing your worth and knowing the value Mm. right and also making sure that you know what you're doing so we don't sell our services in a commodity type way so you may, I don't know, you may see companies that may do particular day rates or X, Y, Z, or say, yeah, come and do this 500 pound, whereas for us, we're different. We are, we're selling outcomes. How much that outcome means to you is how much we're selling it for. For you, that outcome might be 50,000, for this person, it might be 250. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, and, but that whole point of knowing your worth has been key because you might be selling a 250 grand service, but then you're selling it for 50, 50 grand because you can't really believe. You're gonna tell somebody 250 mm-hmm. and not feel like on oh my days, like you feel like you're bumping them, but you're not understanding the value mm-hmm. that you're bringing. And this is why having mentors and other people in the space who have been on this journey as well can be very helpful and valuable for you to know how much think things cost because it can be weird, right? You're just coming to you may have not grown up in money or been seen or exposed to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you're asking people to pay you I don't know 200 grand for this, or 100 grand that's that's that can sound outrageous however at the same time it's like this is what you have to do you have to be very comfortable because a lot of people love to do the work but when it's time to charge like they struggle <laughs> there's so much people i know yes. who are doing brilliant work but when it's time to charge is they just struggle or they just give a fee that they think is acceptable mm. or like but it's like just push like even like it's trust, man you see the stuff and i and even like um I know, like, uh, like even like my mentees, like some of them, I tell them the same thing. and When I tell them about their price, I'll be like, "Yeah, cool." Just deliberately double that, and when the next person comes, and just go for it. Mm. You'd be su- honestly, you'd be surprised.
0: So, so, yeah, you said a lot of good stuff there. Um, how do you? How do you? Um, what's the biggest contract you've you've won? Do you mind sh- sharing that?
1: Yeah, cool. So in terms of I said, do you mind sharing it? <laughs> no, no, cool. I yeah, no, no. So in it's terms of I I guess that I can share one of them, hundred yeah. percent. So we've got one now, that should be like a hundred K. Um, but that's what I but even that it's like you we, we can get one hundred and fifty K from one client. Mm. They've given us that, let's say just this year, this financial year from the same client. This mm. is one. recurring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh and um talk to us about how you how you valued your own worth and your own business so did you just be spe- you do you, you just speak to your mentor and he says times it by two and then that was your <laughs> no 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 I mean,
1: that's what i just tell my mentees that like it just really depends But knowing your space knowing what yeah. do other people sell right so obviously you don't want to be outrageous right mm. it's like i don't know a phone I mean, if you see everyone else charge the phone and a 400 and you say a thousand, but you need to kind of explain why it's just 600 pounds. Mm. Like, but for me, I guess it's about knowing, knowing your market and how mm. much people are selling stuff, but then you being clear on what value you're bringing and why you are charging that. Mm. And I guess for me, it's also about also having the confidence and understanding as a brand, what kind of brand do you want to be? I remember mm. we about this conversation like a while back. I mean, you asked me like what, and for us it's like, we're just trying to be a premium brand. Therefore, we can sell things at premium prices. So the things that we may have done before, maybe for 12 k we can now sell today confidently with even almost half the work for 50 k at that, because we're focused on being a premium brand. If you come to us, you're getting the bells and whistles. But, but I think a lot of it is to do with like knowing your market and also having people in your industry. Right. So one of my mentors in my industry is a woman called Ginny. And like, even with her, it has been about sometimes when I go through contracts, showing her and being able to say look like what do you think what would you price this at and then that could help me to mm. have a benchmark because mm. obviously it's hard right it's not In particular like we have some even bigger contracts coming that we've never even had before and it's like i've had to go and ask and i'll never forget being wanted one in the meeting one of these clients who so hopefully we're on board very soon and like they'd even blink at the press and it was ridiculous we've never asked for that money before mm
0: that's amazing
1: and it's definitely over 100k <laughs> yeah well over but it's it's like that but do you know what I mean it's about having people running that give the coins yeah you can actually like charge that
0: yeah and, and what type of clients have you worked for uh, worked with in the past so we've
1: worked with um Starbucks um NHS England we've worked with um what these people called guys in St Thomas so it's like um the the charity we've worked with um UNICEF yeah vodafone foundation yeah tinder yeah, as well, tinder man. yeah uber and campaign so yeah it's been it's been an interesting journey
0: that's amazing and like just going from like having that confidence i think is the confidence key but then the network to to, to ask your your mentors and etc uh how much is this worth and getting yeah. that gauge yeah
1: and also uh, having people who are already like they've grown their companies particularly so they know right so mm. we're scaling our mentors company is obviously much bigger than ours, it may be different but still in the same research space, so that's helpful. I think a lot of times people struggle because they're not around people who can give them that advice. So Sometimes they might just want to ask their friends but maybe your friends don't know, go to someone who understands the game and who can tell you, mm. do it like this. And that for us has been, I give you an example, uh, there's one contract we were going to um, pitch for, and we were asked to pitch for, I remember I put a price of, I don't know, maybe... 40k and I said to my mentor and she found another 15k that I didn't charge and when I said to the client they didn't even say anything Mm. but that's a whole 15k I would have missed out on if I didn't share with my mentor to go and look and be like Mm. and that just to show you that's 15 that's 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 not little money it's just just to kind of show you in terms of that that's why it's important sick um Mm. um what do you want your life to be about great question uh, impact really. That's the truth, yeah. Definitely. I feel like in terms of the work that I do day to day, the boards that I'm sitting on, the the work that I'm involved in for me is all about impact. How can I truly make a difference and yeah make a dent in this world and that's really what I feel like I want my life to represent.
0: Mm. You once said, um <laughs> So you once said uh when telling the story of your life, make sure you're holding the pen. Yeah. So what are you, what is, what are you writing on your paper and your story? What, what are you writing about your own life?
1: Yeah, I, I, right now I feel like I'm, I, I'm writing a lot, but I would say like if if I'm to, um, really like summarise, I think w- one of the things I would definitely say like my, my life story definitely shows is just that I, I feel like you can, you, you can still achieve like despite all the odds and despite everything like stacked against you right? I, I would say like if you just knew about the first part of my life and th- that low moment that we discussed earlier y- you probably would never believe that where I am today and the the circles of influence that I'm part of and I'm able to do it just doesn't add up but I feel like actually for me like with the right this is why the mental everything else I'm so big on because with the right support do you know what I mean, and, and, and with God's grace, mm. I really feel like actually everything is is truly possible, and and I would say that my life story is definitely a testament of that. That I, I really genuinely believe that everyone can make it happen, and you have to yeah really take control of your life. Like the the past, you can't rewrite, but the future, mm. uh, everyone is in control of that.
0: Mm. And and what do you want written on your tombstone? Like what what does it look like? <laughs> like it's practically like. Yeah, Kenny I, did Kenny was.
1: Kenny was Kenny did. I I I would say I, I would say in terms of it did. It, it's very much for me about I know we spoke about it so well, it's just that I, I definitely wanna die empty. I wanna know that everything that I had inside me I've like is is out there in the world. And that's why like I do so much to like serve, give back, um, do what I can do, like really continue to push the boat out as as far as possible just for me because to be honest I want to be able to yeah I want to be able to fulfill my purpose and for Mm -hmm. me it's like everything I'm doing right now is an is an element an expression of me fulfilling my purpose so Mm -hmm. for me it would would definitely be like whatever I what what Kenny did was fulfilled his purpose and for me I really want to see how far can I go Mm -hmm. that's what really excited to go and to see how far and I take everything I'm doing, like to what level? Mm. And I know that everything I'm doing is not just for me. If I wanted to live a life just for me, my life would be extremely different. And mm. I'd have definitely less headache in many ways. But for me, it's like the, the sense of, I would say, fulfillment I get from doing all the work. Like even like the work that we do in prisons, obviously, like, I know that you come to as well. That for me is like, it's priceless. we mm. like, me and like Lord Hastings have been doing that for what, the past four years and a half, that that for me is special. I mean, we don't, we do put on Instagram, talk about it in blogs or vlogs or whatever. Like, or, but actually, it's actually very important to me. I mean, going there every two months, spending time with the men there, that's priceless. And for me, it's also like, but I did to talk about like life story and what I feel like is important. There's a lot of great things that I feel like God will call you to do that may seem small, meaningless, but those are actually the great things, and that's where more time should be spent. It's not all the time about doing this big thing or doing this glamorous thing that everyone can see. I actually believe a lot of my impact is actually unseen. Anytime when people see stuff, it just happens to be that's just one way things have manifested. But mm. it's definitely not about that. And I feel for me, that's what the that's what definitely life has taught me. Just yeah, those things that people think are small, meaningless, definitely do it like and yeah, it's, it's important.
0: So so, so talk to us about that men- mentoring program which we're, we're both yeah. part of but you started um, uh, for, for prisoners and inmates so how did that come about
1: so so, ter- so, so one of my um close friends is actually on my, he was actually on my, my case to David so he, he's actually in that prison there so me and uh, yeah, me and Hastings went to visit him about yeah, it must be almost five years now so we just actually went to visit just like a normal social visit and then we got invited for Black History Month to do a talk and then there's probably about 20 of us at the time and then we just promised them that we'll come back and we just kept coming back every two months. Uh, the, obviously in the back of that that's how I like the whole My Brothers Keeper in terms of then hoping the men there to have like mentors on the outside to so people like yourself who you can support them along their journey right and not mm-hmm. putting a time stamp on it like oh yeah I'm all you can do this for year, but you saying just commit to one or two people and just take them on the journey because mm. also even though they're in prison people forget they still need to grow mentally and I mean they still got their own personal development goals That so it's, the change needs to start on the inside not when they get out right mm. and so and that's why I like we just did our best obviously in, in the prison to really push this men. obviously now we've got like a hundred and obviously so we definitely need way more mentors mm. but but you've seen it right even when we've gone to play the football match you do whatever it's especially you don't even feel like you're even in a prison mm. or that you wouldn't imagine you're playing with people there who have done all sorts of crimes that you probably can't you know i mean that, that get you the long years mm. but um yeah it's, it's special man we've definitely seen a lot of them change their ways transform mature and then yeah, it's beautiful to see
0: yeah it's an amazing journey to be a part of and thank you for bringing me along yeah. to that
1: um okay you're in it for life now yeah, yeah I, I am really.
0: of course <laughs> <laughs> uh so you have shared we've shared stages before, whether it's One Young World or if it's just KPG or or Michael Hastings. Okay. Uh, we've kind of sh- we've we've done stuff together. But us to give a sense of the type of people and the influence that you've had, um, talk to us about the type of the the most famous people you've met, but also the most impactful people you've met, and what has it done for you and your brand.
1: Cool, so in terms of.
0: I want people to because I want people to know the level that you're you're operating <laughs> at and trying to get to it's gonna kill me <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> so I think I think in terms of fame I, yeah I I don't think it gets more famous than the Queen mm. I, I I can't think of yeah so, so I met the Queen obviously with you obviously not so twice which is like I think that's probably a must be a claim to fame by now right yeah it must uh, be yeah, twice before, before 30 That's so, so that um, I met Prince Charles twice um, Harry and Meghan twice, also we've got that photo that you've seen, that's actually a hard photo. That's still. a very yeah, good photo, I haven't seen
0: it. If you haven't seen it, go on Instagram still, that, on that. That. So when they
1: posted you, that, when, it, when they posted that, I said, down, that is hard. It's, it's nice, it's yeah, nice still. Um, who <laughs> else, um, uh, Dangote, that was sick, um, yeah, I met him with, um, with Hastings in Nigeria, that was sick. Yeah, that, that was sick still. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah They don't get For me it's like in Africa That's the Africa's richest man That's mm. crazy Um Yeah I'm trying to think Who else man There's a people That I just spring to mind right now But yeah, yeah it, It's definitely I've no, definitely been able to be blessed To meet all types of um, amazing people I've met obviously The current Prime Minister now um Theresa May as well uh, Cameron mm. and so, so I've been no, number 10 As well to, to meet those to, to meet them Yeah it's, it's just even when than you ask I'm thinking right, David. But yeah, definitely. It's
0: yeah, and and you know, you just so you say it so casually, I know, but it's it's, it's a humbling experience, and you're know, grateful for all those experiences. What does it mean for you? Is it just like does it mean anything to you that you you're amongst these type yeah. of people coming from your background?
1: Yeah, no, so I think for me, it's more, it's definitely a blessing, right? It's not like something which a lot of people would dream. Do you know what I mean, mm. there's, I mean. 0% of the population will ever meet the Queen and shake hands and do whatever. Like, it's just not going to happen. So for me, like, uh, it's definitely a blessing. But at the same time, I think for me, it's also about the importance of when you're meeting these people, understanding as well, not just about being starstruck, but also how can you build those relationships to try and um, mm. influence them for good, right? And I mean, so it's just about you don't ever want to be in the room just for optics. <laughs> and just for you, know what I mean? you actually want to so even like with the hiring megan stuff we actually do work with the queen's commonwealth trust which i mentioned before which i sit on the advisory board so i'm constantly like working with the ceo and do my best to support in terms of what work can we be doing mm-hmm. so for me it's just about like that active engagement like it didn't like even the stuff that we done we did an interview that time with them it didn't come by just because like oh yeah just I just roll him out and do it. it's actually you're actually doing purposeful work um, mm that's how those th- those opportunities come about so for me it's really about as long as i don't mind who i'm meeting because obviously for me it's about learning from because even with like dangote i learned a lot in terms of his work ethic you know what i mean even at his age he's still getting up at like five he's still really? like he's like he, he's just in the band he's getting hard you know what mm. i mean it's not like oh yeah now nah, because he's this is more he's just resting he's mm. he's getting ham you know what i mean there's people like our age group that still ain't got that type of energy <laughs>
0: crazy so for me
1: it's like but that's inspiring i mean so for me it's not it's also the inspiration as well they can get Mm. until you meet people like that who've just taken this game to another level
0: um how do you use that to motivate yourself do you just like where does your motivation come from
1: i feel like there's motivation everywhere i know a lot of times sometimes people are like searching for it but maybe for Mm. me in my case i'm surrounding myself with people who are all doing their thing here and there but also for me motivation is like i said i want to see how far can i go like, that's the truth i want to yeah how far can we take this mm. like i got no limits on how much impact how much lives i want to touch how much money i want to make mm. you know i mean so you have to have limits on certain stuff but <laughs> <laughs> but certain things definitely i'm just i'm just, I'm out here for it
0: yeah maybe even how far it can go i'm thinking but well, my mind for you be like having your own name um, as a day, a national holiday
1: Ah damn, yeah. see do you know what I mean, see, hey, do that, that's you know, a great idea holiday. Yeah, I never thought of that, but yeah, that, yeah who knows Yeah, like
0: um, Martin Luther King, right? Yeah,
1: that's it, he knows well, that's, that's a good achievement, man,
0: that's a that legacy there
1: Yeah, there, I, I'll speak to the Queen about that
0: one. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly, It's cool, isn't it? <laughs> How do you manage your time Uh, And commitments with all the different boards that you're on as well as being the CEO of your own company how do you do that
1: you know I I feel like I just I just have to starve way more distractions than other people I feel like and that's why I feel like I'm so like forced to be disciplined right so I can have enough time to make sure I do the things I need to do I think a lot of people actually have the time to do way more it's just they spend their time doing other stuff like and to give you a great example <laughs> like a lot of time I tell people like, you know, on the iPhones, because 'cause you're trying to diss my Blackberry. But <laughs> on the iPhone which I do have, um, you know like when you check like the screen time yeah. and see what people are doing. So much people the time I go to social media, I go to Netflix, they're spending mad hours. If you cut back of uh, someone in are moving like that, and they work for two hours Instagram, like you're on in there in a the whole week you've done thirty six hours. That's that's crazy. That's enough time to that to spend on the boards or do other stuff. So I feel like the time's there about whether or not you make it a priority
0: how do you manage social media because <laughs> yeah. you with all the stuff that's going on what's your how do you manage the the good bits of it yeah, as I'm well as I'm the bad, bad, bad side of social media
1: Dude, I, that's one thing I definitely limit 100% like honestly i live on average across all platforms not more than a, an hour in a week Actually, in a week on, or a day i mean been is
0: seriously
1: <laughs> it's long. A, I, a week
0: or a day let's clarify
1: no I'm about a <laughs> week
0: wow. so what 10 minutes per, per day <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, if I show my phone you see <laughs> see like t- honestly I'm I'm posting and yeah, I'm out
0: post and go post
1: and go yeah. the, the only times when it goes above that is like on Friday I get time downtown Yeah. Wherever, but Monday to, that whole Monday to Friday business I'm, I'm not do you know what a lot of it is like it depends on your bag social media is not paying me mm. Um, there's certain things i want to see when i want to see it i go and see it i go and have a little browse if i got time let me go read the news let me go and do something a lot of time a lot of things that are there it's just chat mm. and we just have to be honest the f- if i didn't see the photo today it's not a big deal i've seen three days <laughs> if i mean there's there's just i know so if it's really popping guess what So WhatsApp me to be yeah or send me a message yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine i don't mind like not being in the, in the know about certain things of feeling like that whole is it FOMO mm. and Yeah the, fair, then I just feel like You need to have a You need to understand How you Want to manage social media It's not by force mm. like, I'm not saying I need to be fully disconnected There's certain times When it can be funny It can be lively Like when they were doing like The No Signal Whisked um, and, yeah. um, and Vibes Whisked and Vibes Yeah I think so like, Also that day I was on tour. I was doing bare bands I was lo- like but There's certain times It's funny Like getting involved I'm not saying don't But more times than not I would say Minimize it and also even with like the negative stuff, you have to, you choose who you follow. And I feel like every time people get that, even if that means I'm following certain friends or family members, then such a life, is not that deep. Mm. You don't want to see their content or that kind of stuff's not doing you, then, but also sometimes it might even be other people, it might just be you. Maybe you've got particular insecurities or things about you that you've not dealt with. And it's, got, it's not about social, for a lot, it's not about social media, just when you go and it's a trigger for something that you've actually not mm. dealt with. Mm. so that that's what I would say but yeah for me for the healthy balance I just keep it yeah yeah
0: and what books allowed you to grow beyond your everyday self
1: <sighs> what books have I loved Seven Habits of Highly Effective People I definitely love and that's why I would ensuring that the men also they're working in the prison that they're reading that 100% so that's one two what book did I also enjoy do you know every time when I meet people particularly of faith like I always tell them actually like I also say the Bible, I think, to be very honest, like some people who, who even believe in God and they actually don't read and pick up the Bible for themselves. Mm. That's like the honest truth. So I feel like for me, that has been even for me, just the importance of reading the Bible for yourself, not waiting till like Sunday and hearing what the preachers got to say, mm. but actually reading it, picking it up, learning, growing for yourself. Um, I, another book, what other book do I love? That was really good. Even Tony Robbins, Awakening the Giant Within. That's a great book, very long but it's great, it's got a lot of practical guides and exercises and yeah, so that's why I definitely love that one. Yeah, I was, they, they, them for
0: 100%. Mm. The three practical steps for personal growth.
1: Oh, three practical, yeah, easy. One, obviously, get yourself a mentor, mentors specifically, mm-hmm. I feel like we've spoken about that extensively today, so I feel like that's definitely number one. Two, I would definitely say in terms of like Learn to be very honest with yourself, and I would say a big part of doing that, which probably links to point three, is really the importance of journaling, and actually the importance of that having that time every day to self-reflect on you, um, on your day. Like, do you know what I mean, what have you done well? What would you want to do better? And just having that space where you can express yourself and be the real, honest, vulnerable you. I feel like it's very important to have that space. So I would definitely say that. Yeah, okay, for so me. Like,
0: yeah, you journal every Yeah, day, every day, you? yeah. It was outfield, right? Yeah,
1: so yeah, we keep getting that it. And that's what i saying, for me, that has just been like, it's really helped me to have such a high level of self-awareness of what I know about myself, mm-hmm. and also how much I don't know. And also like, how repetitive I can also be in particular things. And yeah, it, it, it's, Honestly, it's, it's the best way, right? Because you can go and look back through your journals and see, right, you might have been banging on about the same thing for how, you know what I mean? I feel like it's a very, I will definitely say, like, journal, definitely get mentors. And I, if I'm going to say a third one, I think the importance of just who you hang around, like, you know I mean, being selective with those who you spend most time with. Yeah. Mm. Like mm.
0: 100%. And um, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Your younger self great question I guess, yeah, easy, be patient man D- definitely get to the bag. <laughs> <laughs> like I can say that <laughs> but no, 100% I think definitely about being patient, 100% mm. I feel like patience and well, yeah, I know we spoke about rest in the beginning but just learning to take time to, to smell the roses mm. on the journey, mm. don't just always be rushing to the next thing, take time to take things in and I've definitely got much better at doing that but when you're just so like, yeah, don't let don't, it like, all be about ambition. They like, actually uh, take time to smell the roses and to be proud of yourself. And for me, that's why I said the patience is important because you're thinking about the long game, it, it, it doesn't mean too much then to take a moment out to be like, oh, this is brilliant, like well done. Yeah. Sometimes just like you just do it, it's like, okay, cool. What's the next thing? Mm. That's yeah, not the way to live life.
0: Cool. Kenny, this has been awesome. Yeah, thank um, you. Bro thank you so much for sharing your 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 truth sharing your journey your experiences your highs your lows um it's been a blessing to hear it from you um and also the journey that you're going on um i'm I'm sure i'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people that you've impacted their lives you know in in the biggest senses providing them opportunities i know you help people Um, not just in prison but outside and giving them employment opportunities, I know you do that. But also just uh, constantly messaging them daily on whether it's inspirational quotes that you send your your friends and your group or it's just checking in on them intentionally, I know you do that because you do that with me as well. Um, And all the other stuff that we don't see behind the scenes that you do, uh, I want to thank you for that and your servanthood, and just your your strong faith as well as being an example, um, a Christian. And I just want to say thank you. And I hope people who listened to this got something from it as well. There was many things that I learned about you that I didn't know, um, and I'm glad to have you in my life as well. So yeah,
1: Thanks, thank you. That's good. Yeah. shed a tear. Jake, you love come. Me. come, come.